Welcome in everybody to the third episode of Fantasy Football Now. I'm joined by Garrido and Coach O, and we're going to hit every single game from Thursday to Monday night. Looking at fantasy scores, who did well, boomed, who busted, was absolutely terrible last weekend. And we're going to go over towards the end some of our waiver wire recommendations and a little bit of a preview towards week two. How you guys doing today? Hello, hello. We're back for another week of a bunch of information. Um, Coach O, what's going on, man? Welcome back to another episode. You, you ready this time? We had a little less preparation time this, this go around. <laughs> Quality operation uh, going on now. Excited to chat a little bit of buy low values, sell high guys from each of the games and See if we can uh, get to the bottom of some player values and things like that. I'm excited. Awesome, awesome. So wanted to point out some a couple little, um, uh, just something we're going to be working on today is we have a lot of information to cover. So with that being said, uh, if you hear our host Crispy Audio happen to make a noise, maybe like a little grunt or something, it more yeah. than likely is because we needed to hurry and move on to the next game. Our goal is to uh-huh. keep each game uh, at four minutes or less. Uh, so just... Um, for, for the pleasure of your your ears going on that we don't go too long on each game, kind of have our own little uh, system there. Uh, because you know with Coach O, we can just talk about, you know, the Texans and Colts game for 30 minutes. So uh, just keeping uh, keep an eye out for that. Also, I just want to mention that this podcast is sponsored by uh, LifeAid. If you use code VSGX25 in the LifeAid store, you can get up to 25% off any FitAid Energy products right now so please go to life aid and buy yourself some great energy i'm drinking one right now blackberry pineapple it's delicious i hope it's not the one that puts you to sleep because we need you wide awake for this no but we do have that as well it's called dream aid so good little plug there you can go to amazon and find dream aid you won't get 25 percent off of that but it is a product that we have all right awesome uh let's not wait any longer uh yeah. crispy you want to go ahead and intro us into the slate of games and we'll talk <laughs> our faces off Let's get right into it. So our first game returning to the NFL season, I'm sure we were all excited for it, and it turned out to be kind of a dud on part of the Rams. Uh, Bills Rams. Uh, Josh Allen looked good as always. Um, The Rams, again, I I can't help but think they kind of look like frauds. What was the the score in that game again? 31 to 10. Yeah, the the Rams did not look good. Jalen Ramsey at, at... at best was cooked he was burnt toast yeah Stephon Diggs was was having his way for sure the whole game just did not look like the way I expected it to go so with that being said Coach O who did you see as some of the better performers in this game who did you expect to perform but didn't and was there anybody that was kind of a surprise to you well, first of all, you know, just on behalf of Bills Mafia, you know, it's not too late uh, for any, you know, Dolphins fans that may want to jump ship, hop on board a Super out, Bowl Crispy. ride. You know, it's going to be yeah, a good ride yeah, this, this year. This is not so, making the cut. Yeah, you no, know, no, no. y'all are y'all are welcome. You think we're uh, in post production? Anytime. Yeah. Uh, right. Two of the two for MVP. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, just starting right at the top, you know, if if you had. You know, Matt Stafford playing against the Bills defense, you, you probably were misled. Uh, not not a good matchup. I think we definitely expected that. 
Um, but he, he definitely looked like he had a really poor offensive line in front of him. I think he got sacked like seven times. Yeah. Um, he was under pressure the whole night. So it, it is a little concerning if Stafford is your quarterback uh, or if you have a non-Cooper Cup receiver. I think, you know, you've got to kind of question if you have Allen Robinson, if, if Stafford's going to have enough time to actually get him the ball this year. Um, that was the first thing that stood out to me, Garrido. Did you kind of see that same thing or, or have that same takeaway there? Absolutely, same takeaway. Uh, you know, um, both ends. Uh, I am a Stafford. I do like Stafford in fantasy, but I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little concerned. It is only one game. I made a comment to Coach O after the game actually about his elbow and the change of throwing motion. But he did make a comment about he just didn't have much time. The O line doesn't look great, and that's never good for the running backs or the quarterback on a team. So. Uh, but hey, at least Cooper Cup of Coffee still has, you know, like 12, 13 catches or something like that. So at least he's still going. <laughs> still a stud for sure with Cooper Cup. That's that's not news, of course, to anyone. Um, I, I do want to touch on Allen Robinson a little bit because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were expecting that he would take over that Robert Woods role uh, that's been productive for uh, pretty much the entirety of Sean McVay's time in L.A. Uh, anybody that plays in that number two role generally is going to approach a thousand yards um, and have a handful of touchdowns and pretty much be a, you know, a, a solid like wide receiver two uh, kind of option. And I think that Allen Robinson just talent wise um, was pretty enticing to a lot of people that he could step into that role and maybe even take it to a slightly higher level and be like a high end wide receiver two. And uh, obviously not a good start for him, but I will say this, you know, that, that was against the Bills defense, which has been number one in passing defense for the last couple of years. Uh, so, you know, it's it's probably worth putting a feeler out to the Allen Robinson owner in your league uh, and just seeing what he might cost. You know, if, if that owner's ready to jump ship right away, I would still bet on Allen Robinson having a pretty good year. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that the Rams offense is as bad as they necessarily looked against the Bills. Um, so I would say if, if you can get a low ball offer uh, to your Allen Robinson owner, uh, I, w- I would say go for it. So are we uh, running around screaming fire for Cam Akers yet? <laughs> if you are a Cam Akers owner, honestly, I, I would I would stick with it and not sell. It's, it's a bad spot to be. This is why we highlighted that running back dead zone. Mm-hmm. If you listen to our pre-draft advice, you, you don't want to be taking running backs without secure roles. And that is exactly what Cam Akers clearly has. Um, you know, that being said, though, I think, you know, he was supposed to be the RB1 in the Rams offense. So I, I do think that myself included, a lot of folks had him as, you know, a potential home run in the Rams offense. I think that obviously he's done something to get himself in the doghouse early in the season here. Um, but no, I mean, don't jump ship and sell him for pennies on a dollar. He's, if there's one thing we know about the Rams offense under McVeigh, it's that he doesn't use a committee. It's going to be one running back getting 70 or 80% of the snaps, which is actually kind of rare in the NFL these days. So right now it's Daryl Henderson. I think that, it, I mean, if, if I had to guess, I'm going to say that Cam Akers does take over that role and become that, you know, RB1 in the Rams offense, you know, at some point this season. And I think going into the fantasy playoffs, he's the Rams back you're going to want to have. So if you have Akers, stick it out. Don't sell. If you are uh, a running back needy team or, or really, you know, any kind of situation, I'd target Cam Akers and see if you could get him, see if his owner views him as like a lost cause 
pick him up real quick and wait till he gets that roll. All right, so there you go. If you have Kim Akers, uh, hold on to him. Just hang tight, give it a couple more weeks. A possible buy low opportunity there for Cam Akers if there is a uh, GM that gets a little antsy. And then the other highlight is also Allen Robinson. Uh, super good buy low opportunity, which I would agree with. Um, you know, Sean McVay, I think, literally came out right after the game and said he wants to get Allen Robinson more involved. Um, so uh, I highly suggest, you know, if you have an opportunity to pick him up, uh, go for it. As far as the Bills side, I don't think there's any shockers, really any much, you know, not much to speak of. I mean, everyone that we thought fantasy wise, um, on the, you know, on the bills pretty much did what they're supposed to do. Um, and Josh Allen really spread the ball, <laughs> spread the ball around. I think, you know, like eight receivers got like two receptions or more or something like that. Um, yeah, uh, yeah we know. So, yeah. Sorry there, Garrido. Yeah. We, we know Stefan Diggs is a stud. Obviously we, we did highlight Gabriel Davis in our pre-draft talks as well. Um, four, 80, four for 88 and a touchdown. Yep. Yep. He looks the part of a high end wide receiver too, as anticipated. So if you drafted him you know in the middle rounds uh good job because it's probably going to be a really good year for him um there's there's room for for both those guys i think to have great years in, in that offense yeah all right yeah, so I that agree. one was uh yeah that one was a little bit that was an awesome game a lot of fantasy value in those in those two teams so i know we went a little bit over crispy we so did. i apologize we <laughs> did go a little bit over on time there but about 45 seconds so. all right all right we'll kick us on to the next not one. too bad not too but, bad not uh, too bad Especially from a Bills fan, you know, over there in Kansas. <laughs> yeah, so that's, yeah not, not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, for the Rams, it could have been any any combination of about three things. It could have been a Super Bowl hangover, week one jitters, and just in general, playing the, the Bills defense. It's not They're not a good defense to pass against. So, for future reference, teams that are playing the Bills don't get pass catchers. <laughs> just try to avoid it. It's not a good look. That's, that's not so a bad moving call. on. Eagles-Lions. That's the next game here I have on my list. Final score, 38 Eagles, 35 Lions. This is one that surprised me for the Lions. Uh, I expected them to be much improved this season. Um, but they kind of came out of the gates looking like last year's Lions. And towards the end of the game, they really stormed back. They they surprised me. You know, they, they came back from a pretty bad deficit there. I think at one point it was... Like a 14 point deficit yeah um, they almost they almost brought it back um it was a it was a pretty good game i mean they were down by like 21 points at some point and or more than that and then they you know almost brought it back almost got the w so uh coach o, what uh what are we looking at in this one well first off i think you know jalen hurts uh as expected, we highlighted him in the pre-draft as well uh was phenomenal he ran like i want to say it was like 16 or 18 times a uh, bunch of yards and a touchdown and basically didn't even I don't think he even threw for a touchdown he did not uh, and still he had like 20 for, something fantasy points he threw for know. 200 yards no touchdowns no picks yeah perfect illustration of what we were talking about pre-draft um, you know this is a dude that you want to target if you can still uh, buy him from you know the owner and in we're your talking league about has a guy Hertz. here we're talking about a guy who did not throw for a touchdown and was still a top five quarterback this week. So please try to get Jalen Hurts if you can get him on the cheap. Uh, would you agree with that, Garrido? I would. Uh, on the flip side, uh, staying on the Philly offense, I would say that Miles Sanders is uh, kind of a, a dude I would recommend selling if you have him. He's He scored... A touchdown, which he is not known for. If you followed him last year at all or the year before, he's he's like notorious for getting vultured at the go at the goal line. 
Uh, and that happened to him twice this week. Uh, got like 95 yards and a touchdown. Really good time to sell him. If somebody views him as a really great back, like a reliable RB2, flip him for a less volatile asset. Uh, because he is going to get hurt. He always does. And he's going to get vultured at the goal line, which is going to cap his upside. He only had two catches uh, because he doesn't get a lot of the third down work. So definitely had a good game against a really poor defense. It's a good time to sell. Kenneth Gainwell also had, uh, he was 5 or 20, and he got a touchdown as well. Um, I think it's more than anything else playing a really bad a bad team. Um, and I do agree on the Miles Sanders front. Uh, if you're able to sell um, and get and maybe rob another GM, a good good target to to look at. Uh, yeah. AJ Brown did go absolutely bonkers, by the way. 10 for 155, average 15 yards a catch. Uh, is that is that uh, you buying into the AJ Brown production here, or is this still uh, um, something that has to do with the Lions? You know, I'm not buying into 10 catches, 150 something yards every week, of course. But uh, yeah, I, I think that he's gonna have well, well over a thousand yards, ton of catches. I think Jalen Hurts made it pretty clear that that's gonna be his like clear number one go-to. I think Devonte Smith ended with zero yards, so you, you could see what the pecking order's like there, which was as anticipated. Uh, I wouldn't break the bank to go get AJ Brown, but he's. Yeah, I think he's about on par with what we expected. He's going to be a wide receiver, high-end wide receiver two or low-end one. All right, and some closing I'm, thoughts. Some closing thoughts on here on the... Uh, what was that? No, no, I'm just saying I'm with him on that one. Yeah. On the uh, Lions side, uh, we did highlight DeAndre um, Swift uh, in our um, part two episode. All right, that was one of the ones you picked, right, Nick? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, uh, you know, 15 carries, 144 and a touchdown. Um, unfortunately, you know, Jamal Williams took a couple of touchdowns off of him. Um, could have had actually an insane game. Um, oh, yeah. But we, we did predict that he would have a great year, and it looks like he's off to a great start. Um, so it uh, looks like we uh, you nailed the one, you nailed that one on the head there, Coach O. Yeah, uh, definitely right on with that one, Garrido. I, th- I think what we highlighted part of it was that DeAndre Swift is running behind a really good offensive line. Uh, I think when people think Lions, they just think that it's a bad football team, which they're correct, but they, they do have a really good offensive line, and I think he's going to have plenty of opportunity to rack up yards and get a lot of catches as well. He probably will continue getting vultured at the goal line by Jamal Williams, which is annoying, but he's going to return RB1 numbers. Yeah, All right. I'm with you there. Moving on to our next game here on my list, I'm looking at 49ers-Bears. This one, I know the main talking point is going to be that field. Soldier Field was <laughs> terrible. Oh my God! It, it, it wasn't even a field; it was a pool. So, 49ers ten, Bears nineteen. I didn't see anything super splashy in this game, and I think probably our resounding fantasy owner or, or resounding fantasy point gainer, I would have to guess, would have been Justin Fields. Am I wrong? So, you know, this game. It, it was obviously a mess. You know, the the conditions were just, like, not conducive to fantasy production. It was just a defensive sloppy game, uh, which, as you could imagine, led to some really poor stat lines and some really good buy-low opportunities. Uh, I would honestly start, I think, with both quarterbacks. So, you know, two, two guys that are going to run for a lot of yards this year, which, like we just talked about with Jalen Hurts, is what you want to target. Um... 
neither one of them had a particularly good game. They were playing in a swamp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that presents an opportunity for you to point to either guy and say, hey, uh, can I sneak in there and make an offer for Lance or Fields, especially Lance? Um, because they didn't do well. So maybe the owner in your league is a little nervous and open to, to dealing them on the cheap. It's definitely worth an ask. Uh, I did want to highlight that Elijah Mitchell did go down. Says he will miss um, two months. Two months. So two months are you making a move for uh, Jeff Wilson uh, at all, uh, Coach? Or are you looking at the waiver wire here for maybe the uh, rookie as well? I know they have a rookie back also. Uh, any Anybody that you're looking at in their RB room, are you staying away from the backups? You know what? Jeff Wilson is, you know, the clear pickup. Um, I think Elijah Mitchell, like you said, two months the one thing we know about the Niners backfield is is that Kyle Shanahan pretty much is going to just roll with the hot hand. It's really unpredictable more so than pretty much any other backfield. So um, I think if you have Jeff Wilson or you're able to pick him up, he's a great sell high candidate. Uh, people are going to look to him to basically just be Elijah Mitchell. And I think if you can sell him as an RB2, that's a great opportunity because there is a chance that uh, Tyrion Davis Price, who they picked in the third round this year, he might just take that job. Marlon Mack also joined the practice squad today yes. as well. So he just got signed, and I'm I'm very high on Marlon Mack. So yeah. I'd I feel be like he, he has such a productive him. year with Indianapolis before he kind of fell off the wagon. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, a little little cloudy. Maybe stay away if you can. Uh, possibly pick pick up you know like a Jeff Wilson or Marlon Mack and see if you can't uh, get some free gold with it. Uh, if you have too. that extra bench spot, somebody you don't mind dropping for him, I would pick him up and just see how he does. I mean, if if, if you don't have a solid running back room, he's a solid pickup to, to mm-hmm. kind of bank on for All at least right. a week. Another uh, game. Oh. couple, if I may here, I know cool. we're going to run probably just a tad mm-hmm. over with this yep. one, but I think there's yeah, a couple got about really a minute important players to touch on. Good. A um, couple receivers from this game that didn't do anything. Uh, I, th- I think largely in part due to the weather, like we already said. Uh, Darnell Mooney is number one, had zero uh, fantasy points. If you play in a standard league, I think he had like one catch. Um, the, you know, this guy played over 90% of the snaps. He has no competition for targets uh, in the Bears passing game, had over 1,000 yards last year. He's going to have a really good year. It, there's probably people that are feeling nervous if they have Darnell Mooney right now. Sneak in there and see if you can grab a 1,000-yard receiver for cheap. Uh, second one would be Brandon Ayuk. With uh, Elijah Mitchell going down, uh, last year when that happened, Debo got more carries. And I think you're going to see the same thing again this year. And that means that Ayuk is going to be kind of like the wide receiver one. I think he's really, really going to have a strong year, especially while Mitchell's out and they're giving Samuel more carries. So if you can get either one of those guys on the cheap after a poor first game, I think that's a really good opportunity. Yeah, I agree. Coming up on the end of our time here, so I'm going to go ahead and push this along if nobody's got some final thoughts there. Nothing? Cool. Moving on to our next spot here. We're looking at Steelers Bengals. Final score 23-20 Steelers this one came down to the wire. They went fully into overtime. I mean, got down to, I think it actually used up almost all of overtime, too. Uh, a lot of missed field goals, a lot of missed PATs, uh, a very sloppy game by Joe Burrow. 
questions, comments, concerns, guys. You want to start on this one, G? Oh, it's all you. Go for it. Well, I, I think the number one concern coming out of this game that folks would have is Najee Harris and sort of like his injury and the you know effect of, of that. Um, if y'all recall, he had a Liz Frank injury, a, a foot injury um, that was kind of lingering in the preseason that was scaring a lot of people. And some of the reports are that his injury is similar right now that he suffered in the game, late in the game. Uh, had a really bad game leading up to that. He had 12 touches for 26 yards prior to leaving with that injury. Uh, more concerningly was that he only had a 59% snap share, which is not an elite number, and that's what buoyed his production last year, was being on the field basically the whole time, more so than any other back in the league. If he is not going to be a volume monster, and he's going to have these lingering injury issues in what projects to be a pretty bad offense once again this year, I'm selling on Najee and I'm taking what I can get at this point. I, I really, really do not think that you want to be heavily invested into him right now. W would you agree with that, G? Uh, I'm not quite to the point of selling yet. Uh, I'm not going to overreact over week one quite yet. Um, it seems like he's playing Sunday against the Patriots. Um you know, similar injury. However, uh, I'm going to give it a little bit more time. Uh, I know he was a, a target monster last year. Lots of catches. Different quarterback. Not sure if they have still have the same offensive coordinators last year. Not sure. On well, that. they lost their check down machine with, with Big Ben. So right, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if we can rely on Najee getting just that like insane number of catches, you know, without Big Ben checking it down so much. I I don't know. I could see waiting on him, like you, like you had said. I, I just, man, it, while his value is still, you know, high, you know, coming off being like a mid-first round pick, if I can get something similar in like pre-draft value, I, I think I'm jumping ship personally. All right. So, uh, Coach O's jumping ship. I'm hanging on to this to the uh, to the wheel on the sail and continuing <laughs> forward. How about that de that uh, Steelers defense there in fantasy? Some pretty good points there out of a defense. Yeah, a lot of points. TJ Watt, though, I, th I think is out for the whole season, yeah, perhaps. He tore his no, he's, uh, he's out for six weeks. He <laughs> Was that the tear, final diagnosis? He, yeah, he didn't tear the full uh, tendon. He he tore a muscle. Um, okay. So he's going to do physical therapy for six weeks, and then he should be back in. Okay. okay. Um, so if you've got Steelers defense, keep an eye on it. If yep. you have better options, maybe sub them in for matchups there. Yeah, but, uh, definitely don't go crazy trying to like overreact to a big defensive week from, frankly, from anybody. You know, they're, they're going to be a volatile asset just like any defense. Um, and probably, you know, obviously a big step down in, in quality without their best player. So, yeah, I agree. Any final comments from anybody? Yeah, I, I do want to touch uh, briefly on Joe Mixon. We, we had highlighted him as well um, in the pre-draft. week. Yeah, he, he had 34 touches, which is an insane number. It, he basically had every single touch almost that Bengals running backs you know, took on. He's on the field the whole time. He's getting the ball at a ridiculous clip in what does project to be a really good offense. Obviously, they weren't super sharp and in week one, but I don't think anybody's expecting that to continue. 
Uh, if, if you could still get in there on Joe Mixon, he I really feel like he's going to be a top three or four back this year in any format. Uh, see if you can get in there. Yep, I'm with you. Anything else, G? Uh, yeah, maybe play Jamar Chase all year. <laughs> yes, <laughs> not yes, a bad that idea. Would, that would be a great idea. I agree. Uh, moving forward in our slate of games, uh, Patriots-Dolphins. This one was uh, fairly one-sided, but definitely more of a defensive matchup when you when you look at the full picture. <clears throat> uh, Dolphins 20, Patriots 7. Patriots offense kind of sputtered throughout most of the game. Dolphins offense seemed to have played somewhat conservative, and the Patriots defense looked decent. So... Uh, you know, first impressions, guys. Yeah, Miami has the Dolphin, the greatest football team. We take... Okay, I'm done. Um, I no, actually, no, no, I want to hear the whole thing. They take ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. I think we're going to get copyright for that. We um, might. You're singing it really well. Thanks. Appreciate it. Poor content. <laughs> Poor content. <laughs> hey, look, you, you spent like a minute in the beginning. That was our minute back. Um yeah, no, Fair so uh, believe it or not, I actually think there is a little takeaway from the Patriots side. Let me tell you this, and, and this may this is kind of a, a little bit of a sleeper that I think, and Coach, I'll throw it your way too. Um, you know, Dolphins have a great, a, 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 had a great defense against the Patriots. They're really locking them down. However, one guy that did not care about our defense was Jacoby Myers. Granted, Xavier Howard's locked up on Devontae Parker the whole game, so he was playing against like a rookie sometimes and some other corners or whatever. But I will say that he made some crazy catches he was all over the field like you know the bottom the top everywhere and i and how many how many catches did he end up with uh I'll look that up real quick yeah so he got a he got a lot of targets and he got a lot of catches and overall he kind of passed the eye test for me he he really looked good um that's really the only takeaway i could get from the new england offense um you know i think uh as far as the dolphins go um chase edmonds really seems to be the lone back in the backfield for miami uh, which is a little shocking, I think. Um, I expected a little bit more uh, Mostert, maybe some Gaskin uh, in the game, you know, some some uh, kind of mix of, you know. Uh, coach did say he expected more more uh, involvement from Mostert, so expect that next week. So possibly some some little bit a little bit taken away from from uh, Edmonds from Mostert in the future as he continues to get healthy. But at least for right now, it is definitely Edmonds' backfield. Um, and my goodness, stay very far away from Jasicki until he gets traded. That's all I got. Yes. All right. Jacoby Myers against the Dolphins had four receptions for 55 yards. No touchdown. Okay. Well, I felt like he did better than that. <laughs> That's That's a poor call by it's me. It's because he had a couple of very nice catches. That must be what Especially it is. a 27-yard catch. It, like, Mac Jones one of was under arrest the whole game, and still Jacoby Myers looked fast, and he looked good. So I'm just saying he passed the eye test. Maybe just keep an eye out for him if, if you are in a He's super also, deep league and... Um, you really have no wide receivers you could look at. If you see Jacoby Myers there, maybe take a look at him. Also, don't forget, Miami's down their number two corner in Byron Jones, and we had a UDFA on the field. No matter how good that UDFA played, it's still a UDFA. I think it was technically not Nick Needham. Jane, it was Nick Needham on him. Yes, yeah. specifically on him. But we also had Cater Kohu out on the field, who looked great. He was graded by PFF as our best player. But... Yep. Darth, I think we, Darth Kohu, Darth Cater. There we go, Darth, Darth Cater. I think we covered all the Dolphins and uh, Patriots stuff for you there, Coach. You have anything else? <laughs> yeah. If this is probably the game I had like the least amount for. It's just outside of those two Dolphins receivers who are, who are both studs, of course. Yep. Hill and uh, Waddle. 
yeah, not not a lot to write home about. Patriots backfield obviously struggled. Just the offense as a whole struggled against a good Dolphins defense. So Ramondre did play quite a bit also. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and we expected that. You know, it's a pretty even split there. And yeah, I think that both running backs are going to be like serviceable, like, you know, low-end RB2, high-end RB3 options this year. So, you know, if you can get him cheap after a poor game, it's a pretty good opportunity. Other than that, it's what we expected. Hill and Waddle are both really good. Outside of that, there's not much on either team. Yeah, right. I'm with you there. We're moving a little slower than expected, so I'm going to start kind of pushing us through these. Our next slot is Browns-Panthers, 26 Browns, 24 Panthers. Uh, Baker Mayfield looked decent. Looked like an actual starting quarterback, finally, again. Now not stuck with the Browns organization. Uh, thoughts, guys? Uh, I'll go first. Just a quick rundown on the Browns. Um, I thought, uh, you know, it's still scary to me personally with the Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt situation. Uh, Kareem Hunt like bursted out for a long touchdown and, and took, the, you know, he's the only one that scored in the in the running back room. Uh, but Nick Chubb still got 22 carries and 141 yards, something monster game for him. Uh, Kareem Hunt did go 11 for 46 in a touchdown. Uh, so still continues to be just this crazy situation in Cleveland where you don't really know which running back is going to get majority of the touches or just have success because they're both so damn good. Um, yeah. you know, so Robbie Anderson wanted to keep an eye on in Carolina. Robbie Anderson, he had a pretty good day. You buying into any Robbie Anderson madness there? Uh, five for one <laughs> or two, Coach O? Uh, madness, no, but I, I do agree. He, he was on the field for 100% of uh, passing down snaps so i mean he's he's like clearly gonna be a guy who gets some volume you know along with dj Moore. those, those two are out there the whole time so i i think that he's gonna be kind of boom or bust you know he's gonna have that long touchdown here and there like he had this week but i wouldn't go off like you know trying to like target him as like this major asset on your team no he's, he's, he's one of those where if you're time. lacking at the wide receiver position or you're missing somebody in that flex spot that you maybe toss in there for a week or two and, and see how he does. Right. I, I will say on that Panthers wide receiver note, DJ Moore, a poor game, only six targets, uh, three catches for, I think, 43 yards. Uh, far underwhelming what we would expect from him normally. He's had three years in a row over 1,100 yards, which makes him one of three players in the NFL to, that they can say that, along with Stephon Diggs and Travis Kelsey. I'll say this, Baker only completed 16 passes. So overall, just not very many completions for Baker. Um, there really wasn't, I mean, other than Robbie getting the five, uh, it was pretty spread out. Um, so just keep that in mind, um, you know, with the Browns having a pretty, pretty good, pretty good defense, at least. Well, and considering how well the Browns know Baker. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> considering he spent most of his career there. So just yeah, keep that in mind and expect possibly a bounce back performance in week yeah, two. Yeah, and, and frankly, I, I agree with with all that. the The Panthers just didn't have the ball. Like, they, yeah. I think they had like twenty one minutes out of out of the out of the sixty in time of possession. It, so it's because the, the the Browns too busy too busy running Nick Chubb into the ground twenty two times. So right mm-hmm. and successfully. So I, I think that you know if if your Christian McCaffrey owner is willing to sell him after he only got like fourteen touches, and maybe they're nervous about like his him not getting the same amount of volume as he normally gets or something. I, oh I heard God, a couple people get say injured. that. Yeah, you know, he's going <laughs> to get hurt or he's going to, you know, he's not going to get the same kind of volume that makes him like such an elite play from a couple years, years back. Old, please he's buy fine. Christian McCaffrey. 
like perfect opportunity to slide in with an offer for like, you know, Devonte Adams or something for Christian McCaffrey and see if you can upgrade to like the number two player in fantasy football this year. Yeah. If you guys have nothing to add, I'm going to go ahead and push this forward here. Move on. All right. Colts, Texans tied 2020. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do we have anything to add for this game? Uh, I do actually. Brandon Cooks was decent. Well, Brandon Cooks is always decent, but yeah. uh, hey, maybe play Jamar Chase. Uh, yeah. Jamar Chase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Any yeah, final thoughts too before late I now. Michael push Pittman. forward? Yeah, yeah, he's got some. Yeah, probably so. Next year. <laughs> All right. Moving on forward, we've got uh, Saints-Falcons. Uh, very stingy divisional matchup here. Saints 27, Falcons 26. Uh, neither team looked great, at least from what I could tell from box score and highlights. You, you could say Michael Thomas did great, right? 22 points in a PPR league. Sure. We, we did, we did. Michael Thomas, um, I think a lot of people were sleeping on preseason, forgetting that this this dude had like still 90-something percent uh, like separation percentile. Even, you know, last year in the limited time that he had, he's still elite. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think that that game on Sunday was a fluke at all. He's going to have a good year. He's not going to be, you know, 1,700-and-something yard Michael Thomas, but... He's, he's going to have a good season, and if you drafted him in the middle rounds, it's going to be a really good return on your investment. Yeah, no, I agree. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he looked great, too. He looked great. Coming from that Browns offense where it seemed like everything was falling apart and finally getting into a decent offensive system there, he looked great. Yeah, agreed. One one thing to touch on as well on that Saints offense, on kind of a less positive note, is Alvin Kamara. Uh, hey. 12 touches. Yeah, 12 touches, 42 yards. Um, you know, Kamara had a really, really large workload last year, uncharacteristically large workload for him. And, you know, I, I think that something like 15 touches per game is what he averages uh, when Mark Ingram is healthy with him. And that's pretty much in line with what we saw, 12 touches 
on Sunday. Uh, without Ingram, he averages 24 touches. So yeah. huge difference. I think people are were drafting Kamara, you know, in the first round this year based off of the 24 touches per game. You're not going to get that from him this year. I think it's a good sell high opportunity if you got somebody that still believes in Kamara as a first round value in your league, but I do not believe in him like that. Yeah, I, I think a lot of those elevated carry numbers last year came from the lack of Winston at quarterback and having some questionable talent back there in Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon. And I think they had Ian Book back there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think a lot of that kind of fueled let's try to really push the ball on the ground. And because to have Jameis Winston back, you can't expect him to do that all game, every game anymore, especially if they want him to last. So if you guys don't have any final thoughts there on the game, I'm go ahead and push. I forward. got one we we got to touch on real quick uh, with this one, which is Kyle Pitts, probably the number one buy low if you can. Uh, two catches for 19 yards this week, uh, but the underlying numbers tell a different story. 25% target share, which is insane for a tight end. Yes, um, it's the highest on the team, even ahead of Drake London. He is still going to pop off this year. If your Kyle Pitts owner in your league is nervous, please go get him. He is still going to have a huge season. I'm hoping for it. I got him. I am hoping (laughs) for it. Sit tight, Crispy. Sit tight. He's going to be just fine. He's too talented. (laughs) He's got too big of a role in that offense. Uh, this this week is not going to be the normal kind of output from him at all. No, and I'm, I'm hearing kind of the same Landry? thing next week. Are you going after Jarvis Landry in the waiver wire this week if he's there? Yeah, if he's available in waivers, definitely a fine add for sure. I, I think that Jarvis Landry or Robbie Anderson. I, I would I would take um, Jarvis Landry. I, I think it's going to be a really good passing offense. And I, I don't I don't think he's going to be like an incredible producer like he was this week, but he'll be like a solid flex guy for you in a PPR league, especially. All right. As I take Robbie Anderson off my waiver. <laughs> <laughs> and then both uh, solid ads this week. For Jarvis Landry. Flame. Cool. Yeah, let's moving on. Okay, moving on. Looking at our slate of games, our next one in line is Ravens Jets Ravens 24 Jets 9 Jets kind of look like the same old Jets then again they also have Joe Flacco at quarterback some better experience there but there's a reason he's not a a, a prioritized starter in the league anymore I didn't see a whole lot from this game so I'm going to kind of leave this guy this up to you guys uh what did you guys see uh, I'll say that uh, Devin Duvernay had a great game. I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm putting a little fire extinguisher on the fire, though. It's the Jets. Relax. Don't. I, I heard this multiple times uh, while watching some highlights and stuff, and they're all like, "If Devin Duvernay, nobody has him on their squad. Go get him." <laughs> I would say calm down a little bit. Relax. Uh, he is. He is a good player. I actually really do like Devin Duvernay. However, um, it, it's the Jets. Don't overreact. Rashad Bateman's still the best receiver on that roster. Yep, he did well so, for me last week. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, Devin Duvernay got two TDs and, you know, almost had the same amount of yards receiving and more catches. So he had a better week, believe it or not, than Bateman. Um, however, I'm still not jumping on the Duvernay train. I was just, I would just tread lightly when it comes to the wide receiver room. Bateman's still clearly the number Especially one. Especially not opinion. this next week. They're going to be going up against a stingy Miami defense. So be very aware of that. 
especially one that figured out how to absolutely dump on Lamar Jackson last season. So keep your eyes peeled for that matchup and maybe hedge your bets there. You agree on that front with uh, DuVernay? 100%. Uh, underlying numbers, just like with Pitts, are the telling factor here. He only ran a route on like 50% of their passing plays. So he's not like an integral part of their passing attack. He just happened to get a couple touchdowns. Like he's a fine player. He's just, he doesn't have a big enough role to be a reliable fantasy asset. Um, yeah. I, I think that Mark Andrews getting five catches for 52 yards is kind of uninspiring. And once again, he had a, you know, like 25% target share. Uh, if you can get Mark Andrews on your team, uh, just like we said in the preseason before the draft, please Got get him. Mark Andrews on your team. Um, other than that, yeah, not not a whole lot going on with, with that game. I think Brees Hall, uh, <laughs> this is exactly what we were talking about uh, before the draft with the running backs that were kind of going in like that, what, like third round kind of range, fourth round, uh, and why we want to stay away from him because, uh, you know, again, Brees Hall, he might end up being a fine player um, later in the season, but it, it's going to be rough for a while. He's going to split a lot of touches with Michael Carter. Uh Man, if you if you have Brees Hall, I think kind of the same thing as Cam Akers. Stick it out. Uh, sit tight. Don't sell right now because he's probably going to be the feature back later in the season, but it's going to be a long road. If you can buy real low on him, I, I would buy him now. I would keep an eye on uh, Garrett Wilson as well just because he had eight targets in the game. Um, that's a lot of targets for that wide receiver room. They don't really have too much talent. Uh, you know, in the room in itself. But then again, it's Joe Flacco. So yep. uh, maybe when Zach Wilson comes back and if Garrett Wilson continues the upward momentum, he could be someone you look at in the future. So just keep the name handy in your, in your head. Yeah, you kind of took my thought from me there. Uh, keep in mind, it is a different QB right now than they want starting in the future. So when Zach Wilson ends up healthy, target shares may change. Any final thoughts, guys? Moving on. Moving forward. That's my new thing. Moving forward. Jaguars, Commanders. Jaguars, 22. Commanders, <laughs> 28. Definitely not a good game. Um, Kind of flew under the radar. Any big performances here, guys? Noted? Yeah. Number one takeaway for me is, uh, again, one of our highlighted guys in preseason, Christian Kirk. So mm -hmm. uh, we had noted this guy as, like, one of the top guys to target in your draft. Coach O's telling you all the players to get that no one's drafting, guys. <laughs> Six for 117, averaging 19 and a half yards. Yes, and wake uh, up. In my Why favorite didn't you part draft of it, him? <laughs> 12 targets. It's uh, 12 targets. It's it's going to be a really, really good year for Christian Kirk. Uh, he, he even got targeted, I think it was three times in the red zone. Well, he needs to catch more, man. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's going to have a great year. I think, like we said in, in preseason, he's going to top 1,000 yards again, I think, without much issue. Um, and even better is he's getting targets in the red zone, so he even has a chance to get uh, a handful of touchdowns. So if, if you can still buy low on Christian Kirk, it's going to be kind of hard now after that week. I would say go for it, but obviously now it's going to be a little harder than in, in pre-draft. His, his value is obviously a lot higher now than before. Yeah, I agree. I don't, have, I don't have anything to add here. I didn't really pay too much attention to this game. G, you got anything? Uh, 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 I mean, 
No, not 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 too much more. Um, Antonio Gibson did catch seven. Ca he had seven catches for 72, which is super high for him. Um, I don't know if he's gonna, you know, obviously maintain that. I know uh, the guy who I forget his name who who got shot in the leg. He's coming back in mm, four weeks, yeah. they said. Um, but until then, Antonio Gibson, you know, 14 carries for 58, averaging four yards a carry, and then seven catches to go with it. That's a huge game for him, especially in the PPR league. Um, so, you know, you won if you win Antonio Gibson. Uh, again, though, I'm holding the fire extinguisher pretty close to that. Um, that that's pretty much all I got for, for that. Also, I just want to say Etienne had a really horrible drop in that game. Yeah, he did. That was a walk-in touchdown. Yeah. Uh, it was a walk-in touchdown. This guy just drops it. Uh, on the note that... Um you had alluded to on Gibson, Garrido. Uh, this is like the the prime sell high kind of candidate here. So, oh yeah, sell him for gold. Right. Like keep in mind that it wasn't what two weeks ago that he was named the backup. Yeah. <laughs> and and the starter that was named Ryan Robinson is coming back, like you had said, in you know what three four weeks. So, mm -hmm. uh, the the production and the amount of touches that Gibson is getting this you know this past week and for the next few weeks is going to look really really good and there's a good chance that as the season goes on it's a, a full-blown committee uh he obviously already was passed up as the starter so you know while he's going to look really good for the next few weeks it's unlikely to last throughout the full season so if you can flip him for a less volatile asset that has a more secure role definitely go ahead and do that yeah, I'm with you on right, that one. Moving on. Moving on. Oh, Speaking of horrific drops, <laughs> our next game here, Green Bay Packers 7, Vikings oh. 23. Anybody else see that Christian Watson drop? Brutal. It would have been a 75-yard touchdown. Aaron Rodgers looked like he just wanted to jump off the, the <laughs> flat earth. This guy. Does he believe in the earth is flat? I think he does. I don't think so. <laughs> I'll ask Kyrie about that I know that he, one he's there. definitely oh, okay. a conspiracy guy. Uh, but I don't think he goes that stupid. Hey, I'm going to be honest. It, I am concerned of the Packers offense. Yeah. Like, I, I'm just going to say it. I'm concerned of the Packers offense. They have absolutely nobody to catch a ball. They, they don't. They have no one. Like, they, they literally have no one. I mean, they had some guys that had okay production. Like, he's, I mean, I think, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11 different receiving receivers or guys who had a catch. Yeah. Uh, that's not good. So, a um, little concerned about that. Uh, you know, I, I know that I, you know, Coach O wasn't too high on Aaron Jones this year as well. He only had five carries for 49 yards. And A.J. Dillon seems to be taking over the RB room over there. I don't know what's happening in, in Green Bay. Yeah. It's it's hey, it's not looking too great offensively. I don't know if they're... I'm, I'm kind of staying away from a lot of it. Coach O, I don't know if you, if you have anyone that maybe you're hanging on to and kind of watching closely. But me personally... I'm like sprinting away as fast as possible and jumping through a window. I'm just going to yeah, jump it, in it, here it, real quick. I, I hate to interrupt, but I'm still really high on Alan Lazard. I have him on my bench and I only have him on my bench because he's injured and I don't expect him to play against Chicago. I don't know exactly how long he's going to be out, but I'd still pay attention to him as a very good number one option for, uh, for Aaron Rodgers once he's healthy. I agree, Crispy. I think that Obviously, like we were just saying, the Packers receivers were really bad. It's still Aaron Rodgers, though, at quarterback. He's still going to be throwing dimes. And he was missing both of his starting tackles uh, for that week one game. So I think you can expect the blocking to improve. He's going to find guys. He's probably going to throw for 4,000 yards still, and those yards have to go to someone. So uh, Packers receivers, you can get real cheap right now, Lazard included. 
Those are good buy low candidates because Aaron Rodgers is still going to be Aaron Rodgers. Um, on the running back front, I do want to touch on that because we had highlighted in the in the preseason pre-draft uh, how we did not like Aaron Jones at his value, and we did like A.J. Dillon at his ADP. And that really looks pretty similar to how we thought it would play out, where it's a pretty even split um, in their touches. But A.J. Dillon is the one getting the goal line work. And so I think A.J. Dillon is a, a really good candidate to buy low. It's going to be, once again, just like Kirk, you know, if you had drafted him, you'd probably get him pretty cheap. But now it's going to be a little bit tougher because he outtouched Jones, I think, 15 to 8 in this game and even had more targets than Aaron Jones. So, um, you know, if you can sell Aaron Jones uh, as an as an RB1 you know, still, uh, you know, obviously I think this would be the time to go ahead and do that. But I don't, I don't know if you're going to be able to get that kind of value after you only got like what eight touches. Yeah. Anything else to as add? As far as the Vikings go, uh, Hey, play Justin Jefferson. He's kind of good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, Vikings on. offense is pretty straightforward. You want to play Jefferson and Dalvin cook. <laughs> he has two very good options there in fantasy, especially PPR. Yeah. For sure. So, Without any further ado, let's go ahead and move on. A game that, I mean, part of me wants to say surprised me, but part of me says, like, I expected this. I expected the Titans to not be good, and I expected the Giants to make a stride forward. Giants 21, Titans 20. What do you guys got? You, you know, I, I, well, I hate to keep harping on these hits that we had pre-trapped, Crispy, like at the risk of tooting our own horn here. We had Saquon highlighted. I was as, so on the Barkley talk your train. Shit. Talk your shit. I was shit. so on the Barkley train. What did I say? I knew he was back. Yeah, yeah I dropped Did y'all see him play? We we had him oh, highlighted as like one of our, our favorite values. He, yeah. Um, and and I mean this this is why, guys. Like he's he's a he's a superhero type he's talent. Spectacular. He, he's he's got a, a bell cow role with an improved offensive line. And he had almost 200 yards. Yeah, like it's, if it's you had probably him, too late to buy low. It, it is what it is at this point. If you if you listen to the podcast and drafted Barkley, you're gonna have a top five running back all year. What are you doing? Listen to the podcast. We're hitting on all these. We haven't even missed. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not looking at it and you're in a yeah. PPR league, he put up 33.4 points. So I'm titling this podcast. We told you so. <laughs> listen now. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> 33.4 points for Saquon Barkley. I would seriously doubt that he's injury prone, and I would seriously doubt any concerns that you have regarding him. It's the only thing that's going to derail him. He's going to have a huge workload all year long. Uh, he's in a contract year. He's incredibly talented, and he's got a revamped offensive line in front of him. If he could stay healthy, he has a realistic chance to finish as the number one back in fantasy football. And we've already seen that from him a few years back. So. That's well within the range of outcomes for Saquon this year, for sure. Yeah. Anybody got anything else to add there before we go push forward? Uh, just real quick on the Titans side. Um, I did I did really like uh, Kyle Phillips in this game, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, he seems to be like a, you know, like a mini Cooper Cup, just nowhere near as good. But in a sense of, uh, you know, he's shifty and he plays in the slot and he's just very good at finding gaps and holes. And Tannehill really like to you know likes to go to him so just a little yeah. bit of a name i'm not not saying it's you no know, nothing too crazy going on there with kyle phillips but 
just keep an eye open for him. Yep. He was six for 66 there and average 11 yards. I think I think he, again, I'm, I'm talking about the eye test here. I, 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 I add a little bit of weight when I see the player play and I'm like, okay, he, I can see him getting a lot of catches this year. He seems like that slot guy that Tannehill is going to lean on. Yep. He, so maybe just keep an eye open in those PPR leagues for a receiving heavy uh, pass catcher like him because, let's be real, the Titans don't have any receivers. So, yeah. once again, just keep an eye open for it. Seems like um, he'll also, be I'm not kind of that. I'm not buying into sorry, uh Crispy. I'm not buying into the Dontrell Hilliard uh, you know, fiasco. I, once again, I've heard a couple of uh, different media outlets say to really, you know, oh, you know, invest into Hilliard. He's a clear you know, RB2. Yeah, he's a clear <laughs> RB2 behind Derrick Henry, which is like the best one of the best running backs in the league. And um, hardly and ever gets injured. There. Yeah, he did have two touchdowns because he had two catches for touchdowns. It's not going to happen again. This is a, it's a, it's a kind of a fluke thing. Don't, don't like, you know, throw the kitchen sink for for Dontre Hilliard. Relax. They have Derrick Henry. He's going to be great. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm with you there. Any final thoughts there, guys? Before we push forward. No, I totally agree. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Raiders. You want to guess one, Nick? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, do it. We're moving on. Moving on. Raiders. Chargers. Raiders 19, Chargers 24. Chargers look dominant in this game. The Raiders, uh, I'm selling Raiders except for Devontae Adams. Selling Raiders? Just selling the whole team? Yep. <laughs> Sell the whole fucking team. Build around Devontae. Uh, look, look, yeah, I mean, Devontae Adams, obviously a great game. Um, you know, him and Darren Waller, you know, Darren Waller, how many, I don't know how many targets Darren Waller ended up with. I know he only had four catches in this, in this one. Um, but no, I mean, it looks clear to me that uh, Derek Carr is relying heavily on Devontae Adams. Um, I, I, I personally think he's in for a monster year. Still, I think me and Coach O had talked about him uh, recently, and we don't know if he's quite there as high as he was going still in, in our ADP boards that we saw. But yeah. tell you what, it seems as if he's not going to slow down very much. Um, you know, it, it looks like Carr is going to lean heavily on him. Um, as far as um, as far as the as far as the whole game in general, just real quick, um, it was a really exciting game. Um, I enjoyed yes. it. Uh, big shout out, by the way, to Bryce Callahan. Uh, he went to my high school, and uh, I, he's awesome, and he's doing great. He had a pick in this game, uh, so super happy, for, super ha happy for Bryce. He actually, uh, by Pro Football Focus, is the number one slot corner uh, in the NFL coming to this year. Hey. So very proud of bryce um and if some weird way you know this gets to him yeah. there you go shout out sidewoods 212 baby there you go get, get this shout out get that shout out there. oh yeah yeah anything the, else to add coach yeah on the uh on the Devonte adams front um i i would say that just like we had alluded to in the pre-draft like he's gonna have a really good season i don't think anybody's doubting that but i think you know to expect 10 catches 141 and a touchdown uh, every week, obviously, is not going to happen. No. If, there's if too many other targets find, there for, for Carr. Yeah, it's there's a lot of mouths to feed. And, and I think that Adams is going to have a really good year. It, you know, as we had alluded to before, if you can flip him for a star running back who had a poor first week, like Dalvin Cook comes to mind, as he had just kind of like an okay first game. Uh, McCaffrey, of course, if somebody's worried about him, flip him in a second. Eckler. If you can flip Adams for Eckler, do it. Uh, prime opportunity, you know, Derrick Henry comes to mind as well. Any of those guys, if you can flip Adams and capitalize on that big first game, man, I would do that in a second. 
Cardinals, Titans, Broncos. I'm keeping Devontae Adams. Me personally. That's just me. Not selling him. I'm keeping him. He's going into the play the Cardinals who just got absolutely walloped by Patrick Mahomes. Just made their defense look like a high school team. Yep. I think I think he's going to continue to have great games, That's me it. personally. Um, but then again, I've been high on Devontae Adams since the year started, so uh, we'll see if he continues. But definitely 100% a huge selling um, asset right now if you're not as on the Devontae Adams, if you think he's going to slow down. Uh, look, he did it against a great team in the Chargers. And in, in my opinion, you know, unlike the, you know, the Ravens and the Jets game or some of the other ones where they had favorable matchups, this was not a favorable matchup for the Raiders. But he had a great game. And so I think that's a great sign. Uh, he's going to do it every week. Probably not. Hey, but hey, you know, I think there's some type of wiggle room there just because of PPR and running backs. There's just few and far between. Um, if you're able to get a running back that's really, really good, then obviously it's a good sell um, sell time for Devontae. Uh, but man, I, mean, I just, I couldn't personally myself, I, I can't get rid of Devontae. I think he would he would eat at me the rest of the year. Yeah. yeah and, Every and, and to be clear, like, I'm not gosh, out here it. like, Devontae Adams sucks, get him out of your, your team. Like he's, I am. He's, yeah, no, he's going to be really good. Like the only way I'm, I'm selling him is if I'm getting <laughs> a player that's an elite running back. Uh, like we had just said, you know, and, and that was the same thing we had said in preseason. Like, Devontae Adams is going to be really good. But, you know, what about you're going to prioritize what like you a Mark Andrews or a Travis Kelsey for him. Yeah, 100%. 100%. What running backs would you take over Devontae Adams right now? I would. You just Miles want, like, the Gaskin. list of those? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just like three running backs right now that you, that if some, if I was offering a trade. Or you, you know, I, I had Devontae Adams, or you had Devontae Adams and you were trading for me. What running backs would you target, three of them? I would be targeting some of the big names that had poor weeks. Like, you know, McCaffrey's probably out of reach, but I'd at least try. Eckler, for sure. Dalvin Cook, for sure. Mixon. Henry. Swift. A any of those guys. I'm targeting, I'm using Devontae Adams' big first week and trying to scoop one of those early first round guys on just a straight up swap. All right. All right, moving, moving on. on. If you are a sensitive viewer, I suggest you tune away for the next 30 seconds. This might disturb you. Moving on to the next game. The Chiefs are looking like absolute necrophiliacs because the Cardinals died and they just continued to f them. Jesus Christ. Okay. Gonna edit that? <laughs> no, he's all on that. He was giving himself an opportunity to use his little bleeper. I had to. Um. No. <laughs> okay. Look. <laughs> look. You know. But uh, okay. Patrick Mahomes walked in this game. He's like, "What? You won Josh Allen over me? Oh, that's what you're saying. Oh, you think I need Tyreek Hill? Oh, that's what you think. Tyreek. Oh, no, we're just gonna give someone what? who looks like Tyreek Hill number ten all over again and make him the basically the basically next Tyreek Hill. That's what we're gonna do. We still have Tyreek Hill. He's just, you know, a lot younger now. You know. Oh, I'm gonna go ahead and throw it. You know, 39 times, complete 30 passes for five touchdowns and 360 yards, and have an absolute monster game. Yeah, that's that's fine. I'm Patrick Mahomes, and I'm I'm pushing for the tier, the top tier quarterback in the league. This guy looked impeccable, beginning to end, fantastic game. I, I, once again, I, I reached out to Coach O and said, are the card is the Cardinals defense that bad? Like, what is going on? I mean, even old Patrick Mahomes couldn't out, outpace this game. I mean, this was a, this was a staple game for Patrick Mahomes. I think the Cardinals are just not prepared. 
I mean, I don't even know. There's so much to look at on the receiving side of things. Hey, but hey, if you have Travis Kelsey, maybe play him. <laughs> maybe worth it. Um, you know, monster game. I mean, I think uh, I think going into this one, you know, um, Andy Reid, I think it was Andy Reid had said that there's, or maybe it was Patrick Mahomes himself, that there was no clear number one receiver um, that was in Mahomes. Kansas City. Mahomes. So it, it he does kind of seem it kind of seems that way. It's kind of spread around a lot. Uh, I think in the first like two quarters he had already thrown it to like eight different receivers. So I think there's some validation to that. Um, I did. Uh, I did. <laughs> I, I'm so like conflicted with Edwards Hilaire and just this whole situation happening because now that the uh, now that Pacheco's come in and like had the game that he did, it's clear that the Chiefs want him involved heavily as the year progresses. It's just like, we can't catch a break with this guy, this Clyde Edwards Hilaire guy. We just can't catch a break with him. We never know what we're getting with him. It's it's frustrating. Um, but somehow he managed two touchdowns. So it's like, we don't really know like what's going on with, you know, Edwards Hilaire, but I am really scared because of the emergence of the rookie. Um, any thoughts on this and how we break it down, Coach O? I think both of those guys are a sell high right now. So like, nobody's gonna argue that Patrick Mahomes isn't a fantastic real life quarterback. And obviously he had a fantastic week. If you can sell Patrick Mahomes right now at a premium, like everybody just saw Patrick Mahomes light it up, right? So. His value right now is probably higher than it needs to be. He's not going to give you a lot of rushing that. upside. He's not going to throw for five touchdowns every week. He may not do it again this season. So this is a perfect time to see if you can uh, flip him for like a an elite running back or an elite receiver. Um, it, It's just like we said pre-draft. Like you don't need to reach for a star QB. You can get one that just puts up a ton of rushing yards like a Jalen Hurts. And I I would be willing to go on the record here and say that I think Jalen Hurts is going to have more fantasy points than Patrick Mahomes this season. So, wow. I disagree. Yeah, no, I, th I think that... What a hot take! We, it's a hot take, but like if, if you I'm look at... the title. If, if you look at Patty how Mahomes difficult it is Jaylen. for uh, like pocket passing QBs that don't get much rushing production, if you look at how difficult it is for them to outperform elite rushing quarterbacks it's it's just really difficult and hurts is so much cheaper than mahomes if you can sell high on mahomes right now I, i'm doing it all right on the on the alaire front i'm definitely selling this guy so 39 mm -hmm. snap share exact same snap share as jarek mckinnon they had equal playing time seven carries from Clyde edwards Hilaire. The reason everybody's freaking out about him right now is because he got two receiving touchdowns. It's probably not going to happen again this season. Yeah, sell that dude as soon as you can. He's a fraudster. He's going to get you every time. I promise you. He's a, he's like a mouse trap. He has cheese on the wheel, or the cheese on the thing, and you just come in, take a little sniff, and then it snaps you in the nose. Sell Clyde edwards Hilaire yesterday. Yeah, he's he's been in Also, a I just want to point out really quick. Mm. You know what I'm concerned about, mm. Coach? Mm. This guy, 5'7", 175 pounds. Just want to throw out there that that seems to be a little a little bit shorter than me, okay? Which means, what am I doing with my life? Greg Dorsch. <laughs> <laughs> this little mighty mouse over here for Arizona. 
with a big game. Seven catches for 63 yards. What am I doing with myself? I should be playing receiver for Kyler Murray. That's it. I have no fantasy takes. You're short. You should be Kyler Murray. <laughs> I should be Kyler Murray. No, I need another more couple inches to be Kyler Murray. Oh, you're right. You're right. Like you're two. Right. Anyways, that's all I got. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, in the interest of time here, I'm just going to kind of lay out the next, the last two games. Our final game on Sunday night, very boring game, and our Monday night game, which I expected to have some fireworks in it. It lacked fireworks. So, Buccaneers 19, Cowboys 3. That literally lulled me to sleep. I know, Garrido, you, you wanted to play some, some Madden that night, and I was like, no, nah, I'm knocked out, dude. I can't. The game put me to Man, sleep. Man, that game was so damn boring. Uh, and now Dak's out for, you know, like... What, six weeks? Six games, yeah. I think. So, yeah, I mean, again, you know, Dak can't catch a break. He's, he can't stay healthy. Uh, you know, I, I don't have many takes from this one. It was, it was super boring. The whole thing was boring. Definitely yeah. a boring game. Important to touch on the impact of the Dak injury just with the Cowboys offense because, you know, there's a lot of... You know pieces that people have from that Cowboys offense that are going to be affected here. Um, so kind of some quick takes on that. If you own Cowboys offensive players, um, you know, I think that Dalton Schultz is going to be the least affected. Uh, he's, I think he's still going to be like a fringe top five tight end. He's going to get a lot of volume. Uh, Cooper Rush is probably going to be, you know, checking down to him a lot. So oh, no, no, they're, they're they're trading for somebody. There's no way. <laughs> Not yeah, keep your eyes I mean, on two quarterbacks there. Uh, Jimmy G Jimmy might Garoppolo be a and, good option for them, yeah. but I see them more pursuing Teddy Bridgewater from Miami. Yeah, and in, Being in, in, yeah, some good performances from our third stringer in Miami, Skylar Thompson. Yeah, trade or no trade, I think Dalton Schultz is going to be fine. Um, I would target him. If your Dalton Schultz owner is like worried about the DAC injury and all that kind of stuff, he's still going to get plenty of targets and he's going to be fine. I think on the flip side, CD Lamb is really going to struggle. He's got just, if you watch that game and like suffered through the whole thing, he had 11 targets and only had two catches for 29 yards. He just was blanketed the whole night. Nobody respects the receivers on Dallas that are, you know, squatting up with him. I think it's like Noah Brown and Dennis Houston, just some brutal names. And I think he's just going to really struggle to, to return like wide receiver one value, which is what you drafted him as. So it's unfortunate. CD Lamb, I think, really, you know, could have a could have had a great year with Dak as like, you know, just a, a target hog. But it's going to be rough with that quarterback play that they're going to have for him. Moving on. Moving on. Final game. Broncos, Seahawks. Broncos 16, Seahawks 17. They don't trust Russell Wilson. It's time to panic. Sell Russell Wilson. He's the worst quarterback in the league. <laughs> Look, okay, I'm, I'm going to say something real quick. This is not fantasy related. What the hell are y'all doing? What is this coach doing over here in, 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 in Denver? Put me as the head. Once again, I am in, in the wrong profession. Who the hell is the head coach of? Who is the coach of the Broncos? And how is he employed? That's what I want to figure out. This guy, what an absolute joke. Okay, first off, why didn't they call a timeout? 
Why did they let like 40 seconds go off the clock before they like do whatever they before whatever they, they did? Somehow and then, decided to kick a 64-yard field goal unless instead yeah, of and then, letting and then they uh, come out and they said they, Brian McManus is like, well, I mean that's my marker and they got there, so I got to make the kick. No, you, you idiot! It's a six. It's a freaking 64-yard field goal in the middle of a, a, a prime time game where it, every any situation is much more difficult and you can't get your $300 million quarterback to get five yards? Holy crap. Oh, and by the way, run the damn ball in the goal line. Yeah. Didn't you learn from when Marshawn Lynch did it, didn't do it? Didn't you learn anything, Russell? Still you fucking, you're bringing your Butler. same shit over to, to, to Denver? This has got me heat. That game was so frustrating. It may be because I had $30 on the, on the, on the Broncos. <laughs> But I'm telling you right now, that yeah. game was frustrating. Oh my god. Okay. Sorry, Coach. What do you got? Well, I, I will say, uh, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon both lost a fumble inside the five yard lines. They did try to run the ball on the one, and, and it. Oh, sorry. Uh, Get a different running back then. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you're right. I'm a big fan of trusting Melvin ball. Gordon with the ball. I, I'm, I'm as big of a proponent as running the ball. You know, if running the ball on the one yard line is anybody, as you know from the UT Bama game this weekend, uh, Garrido. Oh, oh uh, my don't, don't God! It, it, like, let's not let's not go not here. That's a whole other topic, life. a whole let's other video. That's a yeah. whole hour of a podcast. It was a safety. <laughs> it was a goddamn safety, and if it wasn't, it was an intentional grounding, which would have led to a safety. Bullshit call. Yeah, yeah, we we won't get also, too into that. Also, that dude who that dude who who laid on on Quinn Ewers. I hope you step on the thumbtack before you go to sleep tonight. <laughs> Step on a Lego, asshole. Yeah, 100%. Sorry. Uh, That's a lot of bleeping I, we're going to have to do in post. Yeah, I don't know if I should even like provide a fantasy take on this game. There's some pretty important <laughs> takes, but <laughs> I could leave no, it alone. Give, me take, give, some give you a 30-minute rundown. Go, real quick. 30 seconds, sorry. 30-minute okay, 30 30 rundown, yeah. Uh, yeah. 30 seconds, and go. All right, here we go. Cortland Sutton, bye. Uh, huge air yard share. Uh, he's going to be fantastic this season. Uh, Javante Williams, 60%. Snap share. I think that that's going to expand as the season goes on. He's going to be really good. If you can buy him, I would buy him just depending on how expensive it is. He's a high end RB2. Yeah, that's all I got. What about uh, Akwegbanan? Oh, the tight end for Denver. Yeah, I mean, eh, he's, I think he's going to be like, you know, a, hey, cool. a low end option, but yeah, he's, he's going to be like the, I don't know what, like third or fourth option at best for Denver. So it's going to be kind of volatile probably. All right, there you go. I just wanted to say his name. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. There's no more games on our slate. Gee, where are we going? All right, next? we've we made it to the end. Uh, I appreciate you, Coach O, for going through that. Uh, it took a little bit longer than four minutes, I think, per because we're at an hour nine or something like that. Yeah, we definitely spent that, a little extra right time there, but uh, yeah, but right. you know what? It's a lot of information. We got it out quick. Uh, you know, use this information to fuel your success in your leagues. Yeah. We have. Now a a three week track record of a pretty high efficiency with the takes that we have on this podcast. So if you had any any brain cells in your head, you would take what we say and maybe listen. Just saying, twenty five something years of experience from this guy over here, or altogether that would make him five. Um. Anyways, uh, you know, lots of good information. Um, I do want to spend just a little bit of time, if we can, just real quick previewing in next week. Um, are, are, what is there anything that you're really looking at uh, as of right now going into next week, Coach O? I know that we didn't mention too much about the waiver wire. Um, I know there's some, there could be a couple of names that popped up on there based off of what we were saying as feedback, kind of breaking down some of the box score. 
um, you know, you can kind of look for those names, but anything we should be looking for that you want to highlight or point out uh, for next week, coach? Yeah, I mean, I think we, we ought to just go over, you know, like one or two good streaming targets at each position. You know, we'll kind of go through that just briefly to kind of give you all an idea of, you know, if you don't have a stud at quarterback, if you don't have a stud at tight end, or if you're, you know, looking at waiver wire pickups at running back or receiver, just a couple good names uh, to look out for. All right, let's let's uh, yeah. let's go ahead and start with the quarterback position. Okay. Uh, two names that I think Davis we want to just... <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Uh, yeah, two names. Justin Fields would be the first one. We already had kind of touched on that. Uh, he's he's facing Green Bay. Um, just got shredded by Minnesota. It's going to be, I, th- I think, a, a Sunday night game. Uh, I, I think he's going to have, you know, a, a lot of rushing yards. That's what Watch you're targeting. Darnell Mooney in that game. Yeah. Yeah, it just you know, definitely looking for him to kind of bounce back and and have a big rushing game. If he's available as a free agent, definitely snag him. Uh, Matt Ryan would be the other one. He's facing Jacksonville this upcoming week. Uh, I mean, anytime you got a you know quarterback against Jacksonville, it's a good opportunity. And I think that Colts offense yeah. is going to have a pretty decent passing attack in that game. Yeah, and that other guy playing quarterback on the other team in that game, maybe stay away from him. <laughs> season long i think you can still do worse but yeah definitely the colts defense is pretty solid you don't want to start lawrence in that game i take geno smith over trevor lawrence the rest of the year yes. oh, that's that's horrible yeah well that, that's a bad take but emotional. <laughs> that's a bad take. all right what's the uh what, what's the uh other uh what's the other quarterback that you got here oh i got, I got one one quick thing don't play ryan Tannehill. all right go ahead <laughs> no just uh, those are my two qbs i'm going I'm going Fields, and I'm going Ryan. If those guys are available, oh, yeah, you need Ryan, to stream a quarterback. My apologies. Too. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right, so Matt Ryan and Justin Fields, possible, uh, thanks to Crispy. Darnell Mooney, breakout player uh, potential. Uh, I love Mooney. I was I was talking about Mooney a lot last week or yeah. in the last podcast. Um, love Mooney. Um, keep an eye on him. It could be yeah, a Yeah, Jay has really game. made that Green Bay secondary look like Swiss cheese. Swiss cheese, no pun intended. Okay, we're moving on to the running backs. Uh, what uh, what running backs are we looking at uh, coming into week two of the NFL season? Let's take a look at probably three pickups off waivers if they're available in your league. Uh, number one would be Jeff Wilson. We already kind of touched on this. Uh, Elijah Mitchell's out, I think, at least two months. Wilson's going to have the Jeff first Wilson crack. Wilson over Marlon Mack. <laughs> Needle in the haystack pick. Yeah, definitely going Jeff Wilson first there. Uh, he should have the first crack at it. Um, it's, it's not going to be like a really like reliable, uh, guy long-term, but if you can get him on your team, uh, if he maybe has a good week or two, sell him, uh, and see if you can get a more reliable return. Uh, he's definitely a good guy to get on your roster. I don't think anybody does. Do you you like cockroaches coach? Not a big fan. (laughs) He got really quiet. There's a reason why. That's how I feel about the 49ers RB room. <laughs> yeah, 100%. If you can get Wilson and sell him after a good game or two, uh, that's that's a great move. All right. Yep. What is the second option we got? Uh, so, you know, that's that's really the only one I feel super strongly about. But that Texans guy. Was it Damian Pierce? Uh... Yeah, Damian Pierce is probably not in your in your waivers right now. He's not available because um, people are expecting him to yeah, be the starter. But Rex rostered. Burkhead mm-hmm. uh, is out there. I, I'm not really high on any Texans back. Um, 
I, I do think that Khalil Herbert is an interesting name to keep an eye on. Um, David Montgomery was really bad in week one. 17 carries for 26 yards, I think it was. Just like really brutal. And I think Khalil Herbert is probably a more talented back. And there's a decent chance that he supplants Montgomery as a starter at some point this season. I would go ahead and snag him if he's available uh, while he still is. Uh, the only other name that I'll throw out there to keep an eye out for um, is the Dallas running back room. Just because if they are going in with Cooper Cup. Tony I, Pollard! I can, I, look, I'm on, I've been on the Tony Pollard wagon. He didn't do much in week one. However, Zeke didn't either. They just didn't have a lot of... They really didn't do anything in offense. They were playing from behind. Or they had I guess three they points. Early. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they just sucked offensively. So if there's any reason at all, I know that because of the quarterback situation that I know Zeke will get more carries, and that means that Pollard should get more also. So just keep an eye open for, for those guys. If Pollard somehow is still available in your league and is on waivers, I would probably go get him. Um, we're we're going to be nearing close to one of these guys doing something. Um, and with the situation going on in Dallas, they're going to be running a lot, you would think, or at least doing a lot of checkdowns because their QBs don't know how to read a defense. So, Cooper Rush, throw, I'm looking at you. I'm going to throw one last quick name, uh, which is Jalen Warren. Uh, whoa, whoa, not whoa, something whoa, whoa, whoa. You said two. This is hey, three. This is a I whole three. foreign concept I said to three. me. <laughs> I said three. And my third one is Jalen Warren, damn it. He... He actually said he only had one, and now he ended up with three. No, no, check the tape. I had three backs I wanted to touch on, and my third is Jalen Warren. He, uh, he's not somebody that we're gonna like go out and spend your whole budget on or anything like that. But um, I do think that Najee carries a lot of re-injury risk with this lingering foot situation, and if he goes down, Jalen Warren's the clear number two back there. I think he'd step into a relatively high volume role, and you could probably get him on the cheap. So. I would definitely. How much money do you snapping. spend in a uh, league that you have to spend for Jeff Wilson? That's a really good question. I, I think I would spend pretty significant amount of my budget. I'm going, I'm going thirty percent of the budget because I think that he's going to have a ton of value after one really good game. All right, that would make it thirty-three dollars and thirty-three cents. No, it should be thirty dollars. Hundred dollars, yeah. Thirty percent of a hundred, yeah. It's thirty. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, we don't do math here, guys. <laughs> we we play football. All right. Indeed. Who's going for All the right. third number? Thirty-three point three three. Right. That's what I was saying. Right. 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 Yeah. Come on. I was being exact, and you were rounding. No. No. He's right. Thirty <laughs> percent is thirty. Yeah, no, he's wrong. Yeah, got it. No. All right, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. So we're going to uh, wide receivers. To the, we're going to tight ends, damn it. Hey, quit quit disrespecting the tight ends in the league. What about the wide receivers? Give him some respect, god damn it. Going to tight ends. Okay. Anybody we're looking at here, Coach O? Yeah, you know, as far as like streaming tight ends, I think the only one I really would want to touch is Logan Thomas. He's facing the Lions, had six targets this past week. Uh, if you're desperate enough for your streaming a tight end, this, this is exactly what we told you about pre-draft. Don't be in this situation. Um, but if you are, then you could do worse than Logan Thomas. Uh, <laughs> frankly, I mean, it, tight end is rough. 
That's the only name I got for you. Logan Thomas. Dawson if he's available, Knox. you need a tight end. Go ahead and snag. All right. Uh, moving on to the fact that 30% of 100 is not 33.33, but it is 30, like I said. Uh, moving on to the receivers now. Coach o, who we got? What are you going to yeah, do? Give me three names. I'll give you three. Uh, number one, we're going to look at Jarvis Landry. We touched on him a, a little bit yeah! earlier. Yep, yep. Uh you know, especially in a PPR league, uh, we've seen Jarvis Landry carry significant value before. Looks like it's going to be a pretty good passing offense. Uh, you could do worse than Jarvis Landry as, as a flex option on your squad. If you could pick him up, pretty good pickup. Uh, Jahan Dotson for Washington uh, is a pretty good name. He was out there for a really large percentage of their snaps, a couple of touchdowns, super talented young guy. I think he was a first round pick. Um, so he could pop, and then my third would actually be on that same squad, Curtis Samuel, who was yeah. targeted 11 times uh, and seems to have a really significant role in that offense. He's only a couple years removed from being uh, like a top 20 uh, fantasy receiver, I believe. So uh, definitely some good names to look out for if they're available. Uh, the only one that I'll add uh, for myself uh, on the list is I'm still, I'm still going to be keep an eye out for Garrett Wilson just because, like I said, passed the eye test, had a, had pretty good production. So keep an eye out for Garrett Wilson. Um, probably not play him as his quarterback as Joe Flacco, but when Zach Wilson returns, I have a good feeling about him. Just just saying. All, right. All they have is Corey Davis. So I don't know if we planned right. on covering defenses, but uh, Coach O, based on matchups this coming week, week two, what defense do you think you would take? The Bills. <laughs> yeah you know we're saying for streaming purposes right like obviously the if you have the bills you're starting the bills but um yeah. yeah the commanders browns are a really good streaming option uh they're, they're facing the jets uh almost anybody is a good streaming option against the jets but certainly the browns pretty good defense they're probably available in your league i think they're only owned by like 40 something percent of leagues or 30 something percent so definitely uh, target the Browns. Uh, Broncos, for sure, are, are against the Texans. Um, if they're still available. I don't know, man. Davis them. Mills is, is looking scary, man. <laughs> Consider me not scared in that <laughs> one there. <laughs> uh, last Color one I would kind of toss out there, if, if you're absolutely needing to, uh, to stream would be the Panthers. They're available in like 95% of leagues and they're taking on the Giants. And as good as Saquon is, it's still Daniel Jones at quarterback. So should be some yep. turnovers and some sacks there. Yep, yeah, that guy's pretty good. <laughs> that Daniel Jones guy. Yeah, he's great, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's got good. a high rating according to PFF. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Take that with a grain of fucking salt. <laughs> I mm -hmm. uh, just want to say Dolphins had 14 points as a defense last year when they played Baltimore, and I don't expect anything to slow down. So, you know, if you uh, you want to take a, a risk for no reason at all and play someone against Lamar Jackson, maybe pick the Dolphins this week. Well, and we also, keep in mind, we also had no 18 there. points against the Patriots. So. Maybe, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they scored. Yeah. yeah. Maybe That's look right. for a, a, a hey, similar pick score Pick up the Dolphins' there. defense. Put some respect on the Finns' defense back there. I'm not, I'm not be honest with you. They looked really good. But then again, the New England Patriots walked into the season. They looked really they bad. Suck. And man, they, <laughs> I think 
I think Bill, I think Bill Belichick's done. I think his time has come to an end. He's about to be the, the laughing. They suck. I'm being real with you. I feel, don't feel that great about the Dolphins just because they look so bad. Um, anyways, I think that about covers it. That covers um, our, our list of things. Rodrigo to cover. Blinkenship got cut from the cut, the Colts, but then got picked up today from another team. <laughs> um, Wait, did he really get that. cut? Yeah, yeah, the Colts let him go. Thank God we made a note of this. (laughs) (laughs) It got to man. Yeah. So uh, if you're if you got Rodrigo Blankenship, it's okay. I think where is he on the Jets now? Oh no, (laughs) Rodrigo. Hold on, I I really need to figure this out. This is important information for fantasy owners over the. Could be the difference between Um, winning and losing a matchup by one point. I can't even see who ended up picking him up. Okay, well, you know what? We don't. Oh, the the uh, uh, no, Garrido. I need to give one last bonus nugget. Whenever we're finished with this uh, Rodrigo Blankenship segment here, <laughs> look, it's important that we go over we go over kickers. And look, how much you want to bet, Coach? There's a team out there who doesn't know Rodrigo Blankenship got cut today. And guess what? They're gonna play him <laughs> on Sunday. Look. This is a warning. Rodrigo Blankenship got cut from the Colts. It is time to remove him from your rosters and pick up anyone else. I repeat, pick up anyone else. Rodrigo Blankenship is no longer a Colt. All right. Uh, my segment is over. I figured I figured we can go ahead and get that last nugget from you, uh, Coach. Yeah, last nugget, just kind of a, you know, a grand finale, if you will, is just one of my favorite sell-high candidates. I don't think we got a chance to touch on him earlier. Uh, Cordero Patterson, just to kind of wrap things up here, huge game one for him, uh, but he's a 31-year-old running back, and if somebody thinks he's actually going to be an RB1 or like a high-end RB2 like he produced on Sunday, I would go ahead and sell him for a less volatile asset. All right, Cordero Patterson, the gift that keeps on giving somehow in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Rodrigo Blankenship is going on the waiver wire and the <laughs> Jets put in a claim. So keep there an eye on go. the Jets. Oh, yeah. To have that. Uh, keep an yeah, eye on the Jets kicker. kicking situation, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is bringing us to the end of this hour and a half long podcast that we somehow just can't get away from this lucky number of an hour and a half but you know what it's an hour and a half of great content that you my friend should be listening to because if you're not well then you're doing it wrong because you should be every week listening to this podcast we'll be uploading on monday nights coming from here on out so that way we can get you or before the waiver wire uh, becomes reality you can get in on those big waiver pickups so we'll try to get it a day earlier for y'all um so keep an eye out uh open for that a great week one slate of football games. I'm so excited football's back. It feels amazing. Um, you know, I, I thought, you know, all the games were exciting. I think that kickers need to get their shit together because you literally just have one job. Uh, and, and a lot of them missed their one job. So um, if you're... Should, should I bring on Rodrigo Blankenship one more time? Uh, oh, yeah. No, okay. Do it. We'll move on. Oh. <laughs> all right. We appreciate all of you. Uh, Coach O, once again, thank you. Uh, for coming in and sharing all your knowledge and spraying your juices into our memory banks of knowledge of our (laughs) our football (laughs) going into next week. I feel like I messed up the ending of the last one too. It's because I'm winging all this. Uh, Anyways, Coach O, we appreciate you. 
for sure. Say bye. For sure. Uh, definitely. <laughs> for yeah. sure, fun, fun to chat about the uh, the Jets kicking situation. Looking forward to more of that next week. Uh, Looking no, forward thought, to seeing that elite Rodrigo Blankenship yeah, play. 100%. Yeah. No, I, no, I, I enjoyed it. It was good. I think we, we uh, touched on a lot of important uh, topics, player values, player overvalues, things like that. And, uh, and we'll be doing it all year long. All right. Perfect. Yeah. My final uh, my final shower thoughts before rolling it over to Crispy Audio to close us and take us home. I have a special statement to release. Oh. <clears throat> hey, come on. Any day now. One second. All right. Patiently waiting. Yep, yep. The, the, the pause is good for, for what this is going to be for. Yep. Just I got a dinner got a to bunch go of time. to. I have a message for adam archuleta oh, yep. oh. I, have, I have a message for you i'm gonna have to and bleep this, to this podcast Fuck you. I, I, need, I need you to go to twitter and i need you to at at adam archuleta and i need you just to say that he's an absolute clown okay cbs if you're listening to this you need to literally go in and fire this guy he is the worst the worst literally the worst commentator i have ever heard in the life of of myself listening to football games and trust me i've heard some bad i've listened to booger mcfarland plenty of times <laughs> adam jason archuleta takes the cake look adam my guy you should quit your day job and for, for so it's so it's known you're the most biased piece of shit i have ever ever freaking known in my life and i don't even know you and thank god i don't and I hope you get fired from CBS. And I did at CBS and tell them to complain and send them an email. Crispy, take us home. Okay. <clears throat> well, I don't think I could have said that any better. So I'm going to keep this somewhat short and sweet here. Uh, Coach O, thanks for joining us here. Garrido, thanks for joining us. Uh, remember... On the FitAid store, use code VSGX for 25% off your order. And <laughs> make sure to check out DreamAid as well. We're not sponsored, but may as well produce, may as well just oh, kind of give that, part of the discount. that little area a little bit of a bump there. Since it did get mentioned in this episode. But uh, with that being said, a lot of information here. Make sure you use it to the best of your abilities. And uh, don't be afraid to reach out to us on socials. You can find me on Twitter at Crispy Audio. G, where can they find you? VSG underscore Garrido X. By the way, this is all produced by the VSG production team as well. So I just wanted to point that out. But yes, uh, at Twitter, uh, VSG underscore Garrido X. Yeah. And uh, Coach O, yeah, he's a, he's, he, you can't find him anymore. Stone he's, Age. He's a ghost. Yeah, Stone Age. He, he just realized that um, headphones work via Bluetooth on a computer. So oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah so I'm still warming you up. You cannot the idea talk to Koto. You know, that kind of thing. So, <laughs> there's no really way of getting a hold of this man. Scene. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Quite yeah. literally lives under a rock. Yep. So, anyway, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> uh, with all that being said, I've been Crispy Audio. I've been Garrido X. Yeah, Coach O here. And we appreciate you tuning in. We're signing off. Till next week. Screw you, Adam! That was perfect.
glad I could do all that.